We are set up and we are ready and let the calls begin. Give me a call, would you please? I think I won't be looking for calls today. Got football all over the place. I I live in the real world, folks. I'm doing live radio in late September. I understand. I know the perils of doing a gardening talk show in late September. It's a great gardening time. It's just a super gardening time. I understand we lose part of the audience, part of the stations for that matter. So please have a little have a little empathy on the garden talk show guy. Give me a call right now. Jared Taylor is there waiting in the other studio for the calls to roll in. We just need four calls to roll in. That's all the lines we have, after all. It's 888-256-1080. Can you tell I've been down this road many, many times before? I see the horizon before me. And for a few weeks here, it gets, you know, when, when toward the end of the season, when the games get really big and the teams are playing, the big teams are playing each other. Oh, my goodness. And then the high school playoffs. Are, oh, my goodness. So this is a good time to call through. If you don't care about football and there are those who don't, then it's a good time to call a live on the weekends. Imagine such a thing. Gardening talk show that's been doing this sort of thing for 35 years and commercial radio for 44 years. That's what they mean by tenured. It means he's an old guy. He's been through a lot of gardening wars. 888-256-1080. I would love to talk to you about the plants at your place. Those that survived February of 2020, those that are doing great, those that you want to buy to replace those that didn't survive February 2020. How's your lawn looking? How are things looking? Most of Texas, pretty dry right now. South Texas, you got all the rain. Texas became lopsided and heavy. It just kind of, uh, kind of, kind of moved over to the south in, in weight with all that rain and along the coast. And the rest of us are really dry. So share a little. We'd, we'd love to have some. West Texas has been saying that for uh, millennia. So anyway, but let's talk about the plants at your place at 888-256-1080. Any uh, urban horticulture thing, I'm I'm happy to tackle. I don't get into uh, agronomic things, meaning pastures and farms and chickens and and, uh, waterways, um, aquatic weeds, things like that. That's just another science, but those all are different sciences, but I surely will try, try to tackle any uh, thing that has to do with urban horticulture. Um, I went to a high school football game last night, and uh, we have three granddaughters who are in one high school. Yeah, that's going to be expensive for our son and his wife coming up soon. We have a senior, sophomore, and a freshman. The uh, oldest and youngest are playing in the band, and the uh, the middle girl is in the drill team she's good and uh, the senior is president of the band and first chair bassoon of course bassoons don't march so she gets to play saxophone and the freshman is an oboist and oboes don't march so she is playing saxophone and uh, I my wife and I go to support the fine arts my wife is actually at the state school board convention Um, she has been on our McKinney ISD school board for 38 years she is a, I married a hero in our community. People say, oh, you're Lynn's husband. <laughs> I like that a lot. And uh, so she didn't get to go last night. But we sat on the visitor side, so we got to watch the, the backside of the halftime show. That's a, that's a different opportunity for us. And they look good from both sides. 
as did the uh, the other team. I'm not mentioning either of the team names because I don't want you to track our granddaughters and such. When all said and done, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, so I am uh, awaiting your calls, and I'm awaiting getting the program underway. That is 888. It's toll-free anywhere you can hear me. Stations that carry my program most of the year, except unless they have a, a commitment to one of the uh, one of the college football games or unless they're rebroadcasting local high school football on Saturday. Uh, we have stations all the way from Amarillo to um, uh, Corpus Christi and Victoria, all the way from Crockett to Alpine in the Big Bend country. Most people I find, I say, do you know Alpine? They say, no, I don't know about Alpine. And then I say, well, pull up a chair. Let me tell you about Alpine. So I'm going to spare you that. I'll just tell you to, uh, there's a call from Amarillo. So see, there's the proof. Um, I will tell you, do a little research on Brewster County in Alpine, Texas, and Sol Ross uh, State University. Uh, when my dad and mom worked there, and my dad taught there, and, and, uh, uh, got the uh, biology department started there back during the depression. It was Sol Ross State Teachers College. That's where I spent the first two years of my adopted life, and then we moved to College Station. But I have a fondness in my heart for Alpine. So I'll tell you all you want to know that I know, which is what a two-year-old would know about Alpine. I've been back many times. So anyway, that's what we have. We do have calls coming in. Thank you. And there's College Station. So we uh, have proof that... Uh, there is life out there in Texas on a Saturday. Um, so, Aggies play later today. That helps us. Uh, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Um, let me tell you about my book, and then we'll get the calls underway. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is now in its fifth printing. I never dreamed, and I'm so pleased and so happy. Uh, and, I, you know, it's it has not made the money that it would have made had I gone through a publisher. That's not what I did it for. I wanted to have something I could hand to you and say, this is the best work that I have done in my career. It represents everything I've ever said or done in my career. Uh, it wasn't about proving anything. I just didn't want to have to work with a publishing house because that's when you have to compromise uh, almost everything. The whole thing says, Neil, we can save some money if we do this or that. We need to have you cut 40 photographs somewhere. You go through, we'll, we'll give you that choice. You cut 40 photographs, but you get to pick them. No. I thought they all were important. No. It's like choosing your favorite child. No. But you have to, and so you do. Well, when you self-publish, you just say, well, it's going to cost me uh, $3 a book more to print it that way. Um, I'll just charge $3 more, and you pass that cost on at cost. I didn't mark the book up more than cost. And, and so this book is a bargain at $36.95 plus tax and postage. It is 344 pages. Compare that to any book in a bookstore. It is 840 photographs instead of 250 or 300 that the last one I did 30 years ago, the, the, the cowboy boot book. It covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables. It's all in there. Chapter 2 I've never had in a book before. They wouldn't, didn't want it. It's a 48-page calendar, and people have told me time after time after time, it's the best part of your book. It says the, the cost of the book is paid for by Chapter 2. It tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden four pages per month, so you'll always know what to be doing. 
So, this book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. And I sign every copy as it sells. They're stored at my home and also at the, at the printer in San Antonio. That's where it was printed. It wasn't printed in China or overseas where most companies now print. I wanted to go to the press checks to make sure it was perfect for you. So, satisfaction completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. I've uh, sold 67,000 copies so far and there has not been one request for a refund. Here are the two ways you can order. The better way is to order it from my website right now so I can get busy signing for you right now. That's at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. But you can also call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, neilsperry.com. Oh, also need to tell you about Mueller, for goodness sakes. I have it right here stacked behind. Mueller, seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. But let's do a little bit of math, because for what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building right there in your own backyard. That happens with a Mueller backyard building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors to choose from, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all the options at MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R, 877-268-3553. That's Mueller. They're made in America. And they are made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. I have the nicest listeners in the world. And we have calls from Amarillo, College Station, Rockdale, and Alpine. Hang with me. I'm going to try to move quickly, more quickly than I usually do, so that you don't have to wait very long. So stay with me, and let's let's just plunge right in. Jerry in Amarillo, how can I help you this morning? Good morning. Good morning, uh, Neil. I'm really uh, going to have to get your book. It sounds uh, very, very interesting and helpful. Um, I've got a question that you may or may not be able to answer. Um, I was listening to the show before and uh, talking about the driveway, uh, driveway max 1000 for asphalt driveways. And uh, I'm out in the country. We've got a couple of half acres and uh, got a few patches that uh, uh, the weeds have grown through and destroyed a little bit of the asphalt. And I was, just wondering if you knew anything about that. In terms of what? You're looking for a way to control the weeds? No, 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 no. I, I've got the weeds under control, but uh, it's tearing up my asphalt driveway, and I was just wondering if you knew anything about asphalt in the driveways. No, 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 no. That's a different science altogether. I would go back yeah. to the people that put the driveway well, in for you yeah. or into a driveway specialist. Well, I apologize, and, and uh, thank you very much for your book. I'm going to have to get that thing and, and 
work on my work on my property. Appreciate I'd, that. I'd be proud to sign it for you. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Have a good day. Take care. Let's go to Chris in College Station. Chris, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning, Neil. I appreciate the show. Very, very helpful. Thank you. Um, my, my question is, uh, back in the spring, I planted five uh, Japanese holly shrubs in my flower bed after the uh, big freeze uh, killed my previous shrubs. Unfortunately, during the late summer and continuing as we speak, each of those shrubs has kind of in turn turned brown, first in the foliage, and just really become brittle and died. Um, I don't know what's causing that. Um, the only thing that, that I've, my only theory is every time I've pulled one up, there's been a toad living underneath it. I'm curious if you think those toads have anything to do with it um, or if you have another theory as to what might be killing those shrubs. Um, they are Japanese hollies, Ilex crenata. Yep. If I see crenata as the species name for any holly, I run from it. Now, if, if you had said, I grew up in College Station, if you had said Huntsville, or Tyler, or anywhere there eastward, I would have said, well, let's work on this. But uh, from, um, I don't want to say I-45 west, but not very far west of I-45 west, the Japanese holly group just really struggles. Low humidity, um, in many cases, any kind of alkalinity, you don't have that but you have sodium in the water. Any challenge that is presented to the Japanese holly group uh, will will cause them to struggle. Uh, in the Metroplex, where I live and garden, uh, some of the dwarf Japanese hollies look very much like dwarf yopon, and when dwarf yopon went sold out in two weeks after the cold, they started showing up in nurseries, Japanese hollies. And I, I tried uh, in a local program that I do, uh, in the Metroplex, to put the brakes on. Please don't buy these. Please don't buy these. Sky Pencil Holly is another example of an Ilex Crenata Holly. And they just don't hold up very long. And and so don't blame yourself. And don't blame the toads. Toads are your buddies. And so, no, that, that has nothing to do with it. Um, dwarf Yopons are back in the marketplace now in much of Texas, uh, or at least they started out the fall back in the marketplace, and I still see them in nurseries. They're going to sell out again probably, but that, that, will, uh, that will reach an equilibrium. You'll be able to buy them again, and I'd go back with those instead. You'll do much better. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll try that out. Thank you so much. You're welcome very much. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Kelly in Rockdale. Kelly, this is Neil. Good morning. All right, looks like Kelly is gone. Let me give the number again, and uh, then, John, I'm going to take a break so I don't get completely off schedule, John and Alpine, and uh, we'll come to him right after this break. But let me give the number now because we've we've taken two calls and one uh, disappeared on me. You're welcome to call back if you'd like to call. You would have been on. Not a very long wait for a talk show. The uh, number now, we have three lines available, 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. Thank you for your brevity on the questions just now. I, I, I caught that. I sensed that, and you were very kind to those behind you. Thank you for that. Neil's Phrase eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email, 
Thursdays, just a little after 6 p.m. I enjoy writing eGardens. I do most of the writing. There are two stories per month that are written by others. Uh, one is Diane Sitton, a gifted writer who always has a nice decorator's flair to her stories. And then Stephen Shambly, who is a longtime friend of mine, and you never know what to expect out of Stephen. He's a very gifted writer. But I write the other 20 three stories a month or 18 stories a month, whatever it is. Depends on how many uh, uh, Thursdays there are in that month. But I enjoy it very, very much. Neil Spray's eGardens are always will be a featured plant of the month, uh, of the week. There always will be a featured question of the week or two. Things that are coming up time after time after time in that week. And you'll always have gardening this weekend where I point out the most important things to get done that weekend in your landscape or in your garden. Things are very timely. It's free and always will be, and I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. I have never in 18 years of doing eGardens, I've never had anybody say, hey, I got spammed. I think it's your fault. I've never had anybody say that. We have 77,000 people subscribing to eGardens. Now, you know what? That's a month ago. I need to have Gretchen run that number again for me and, and tell me what it is. It's been growing steadily all year, and we'd love to have you on that list. So subscribe, won't you please? We need to have you do the subscribing. You do it at my website, same place you buy my newest book. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on the eGardens tab, and you'll be able to see eGardens, the latest uh, example of it that came out 36 hours ago, and that's where you subscribe as well. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Kelly and I have been friends a long, long time. He was what is known as a board operator at a local station when I was doing a gardening talk show there. I, uh, that's uh, that's 30 years ago, 35, and now he works with the network, and uh, he, uh, he and I have been friends a long, long time. Great announcer as well, so thank you, Kelly. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. Let me give you that number once again, along with that same plea of empathy. Uh, let's uh, make the talk show host really a happy guy like he did the last time. Fill up those phone lines, won't you please? 888-256-1080. All of these college football games began at 11 at the earliest. And so, you know, at the worst, you're going to miss 30 minutes of the of the of maybe the first quarter and into the second quarter. And so you'll pick it up. You'll see the exciting part anyway. So <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm trying. Turn the sound off. You can listen to radio. And uh, hear this program and, and watch it. That, that's another compromise. All kinds of ways you can. You can I'm trying to goad you into calling. 888-256-1080. Uh, this is uh, John in Alpine. John, this is Neil. Good morning. John is not there, and that's too bad. I love having calls from Alpine where I'm broadcast over KVLF, the voice of the last frontier. And I've been on that station for a long, long time. It's uh, really a really a, a, an opportunity and a fun opportunity. And uh, sponsored by uh, some really nice people uh, at uh, Morrison's uh, Hardware and um, their nursery. 
and just it's been a, a long time relationship and i appreciate them well let's uh, see what we need to talk about like i say i need some calls because we ran through a bunch in a hurry 888-256-1080 folks at the most you might have to wait 10 minutes that's that's a small price to pay then again you make that decision you say i'm not sure he's worth 10 minutes <laughs> so I, i'm a Father, grandfather, and great-grandfather of Jackie. Jackie is 18 months old. She is easier to uh, uh, easier to please than uh, than grandchildren are, and and uh, maybe even children. I don't know. Um, give me a call if you will, please. That uh, is 888-256-1080. Let's go to Michelle in College Station. Michelle, this is Anil. Good morning. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. Um, I have a piece of property that has very, very large post oaks on it, so big you can't put your arms around them. The previous owner had hundreds and hundreds of chickens underneath these trees. It looks like the trees are dying, I guess, from all the manure. Is there anything I can do to change that, uh, Get, you know, add more soil, leach it? I mean, I don't know what to do. Um. All right, let's let's pursue this scientifically. First of all, uh, post oaks have the shortest life expectancy of any of our oak trees. I grew up in College Station. My dad co-founded the Range and Forestry Department at A&M back in the 40s. Uh, he he uh, taught me a lot about post oaks, and as I had an interest, he was more in the range management side of it. Uh, his friend Bob Rhodes was the forester. But uh, they both taught me that post oaks are very finicky trees. They don't like us. Uh, as soon as we come in and add any soil at all or cut any root system, uh, any, uh, any water lines in or anything, they are just looking for a reason to die. And so mm. uh, uh, chickens might be a problem, but I really doubt it. Uh, the way to test that would be to have a soil test run by the, the soil testing lab there at A&M and tell them okay. what your situation is. When you take soil samples, you take them from a variety of locations uh, in the yard. You don't just take one uh, core sample from the top six inches of, of that spot right there. You take uh, many and you combine them, you get an average. And you'll okay. ask them for soluble salts. You'll ask them for uh, any, you, you tell them, there, there were a lot of chickens beneath these trees, the trees have died. And, uh, and is there any chance that soluble salts have caused this problem, anything out of the fresh manure? And they'll be able okay. to interpret it from that standpoint. They need to know that. Um, All right. You also would want to put in your cover note uh, that uh, there are other plants, and you list the three or four other plants that are in the same area. They are unaffected or they also are affected, you know, whatever that statement would be. Um, okay. Because if, if you have three other kinds of plants and they're all showing burning around the edges of their leaves, then that would that would really support your theory. If uh, you have other plants, uh, especially some that are known to be uh, kind of delicate like hydrangeas or uh, other other things that, that burn easily and, and they're not burning, eh, that kind of refutes the theory. Um, okay. The you never want to add soil. Um, I would okay. be I would be timid about leaching a lot in a hurry, um, because we don't know for sure that uh, that 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 is the problem until you get the soil test back. This is a good time to have that soil test run, by the way, because they're not swamped with spring orders. Um, the other thing you look at, 
um, I don't know if I can explain this properly. If we move into a property, let me try it. I live in a pecan forest, and I am conscious of what I'm about to tell you. If I go in and clear-cut all the undergrowth, you know, I don't want any brush. I want to look under the, the pecan trees and see uh, turf grass and ground covers and trunks of, of nice trees, big shade trees. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a bunch of seedlings coming up in my in my ground cover bed. And those look like weeds coming up. They're, they're the size of a, my thumb, and, and they look like weeds coming up. So I take those out. Well, if I do that for too many years, I don't have any young trees to replenish my forest. And the same is true with post oaks. When we go in and landscape an area uh, like you have in College Station, like I grew up in, all of a sudden we have an old forest, and when we have these post oaks that just go off the edge of the earth and die, then we have nothing to replenish them. And, and they die after 50 or 75 years. They just sail off the edge of the earth, and they die. Boom, that thing was looking great this spring. Now it's dead. Mm-hmm. And so that, that happens. And so you need also to factor that in. Are all these older trees or, uh, you know, are they all right by the driveway where we added gravel or, or whatever? So all that needs to be mm-hmm. considered. You might want to have a certified arborist look at them and, um, uh, before you make any, any rash decision of what to do. That would be probably okay. a good starting point would be to get a, a forester or a certified arborist on site to look Okay. At. All right. Well, it sounds like a plan. Well, took a drink. I'm sorry. I didn't swallow fast enough. I think that is a plan, and and uh, then you can you can begin to assess where do we start next. So anyway, hope that helps. Okay. Oh yes, it does. Thank All you right. so much. Appreciate your yeah. Appreciate your call very very much. We have Joy in Wheeler. I'll find out where Wheeler is. Brenda in Amarillo and Gary in Alpine. And Gary has Dallas grass. They should not have Dallas grass clear out in Alpine. And that, as we all know, is D-A-L-L-I-S. Don't, don't, don't pin that one on the city of Dallas, don't you dare. So anyway, I'll help each. Stay with me, please. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book. Uh, it is yours for the paltry price of $36.95 plus tax and postage. And, folks, my guarantee to you is that you will be satisfied with this or I'll refund every penny. And that satisfaction uh, includes, if it doesn't pay for itself within the first year, you're not satisfied. I'll, I'll buy it back from you. That's as simple as I can make it. It has 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you need to know to get started or to be successful. You need to know about hardiness zones of Texas and why the 2012 new hardiness zone map is not correct. And, uh, and I explain that. And, uh, boy, the winters that have come since uh, I wrote the book uh, really proved that to be the case, uh, February 2020. Um, then you also, uh, in Chapter 1, have the soils of Texas and the, the rainfalls of Texas and uh, all the things you have to know that apply to all the chapters. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. Chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Comprehensive chapters on each of those topics, 344 pages, 840 photos, tons of text, more than 25 multi-page charts to help you make the best decisions. This book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. It's in my house, and I sell every book, I sign every book, and mail every book myself. It's as simple as that. 
I chose to do that so that I'd have that opportunity. So, your satisfaction guaranteed or full refund, 67,000 copies sold, no requests for refund yet. So, here are the two ways you can order it. You can order it from my website or you can call my office Monday through Friday business hours. 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The lady who helps with uh, taking the calls at my office has a, a close relative in the hospital now and then and she's caring for him. And uh, so, it's better to order online at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, so much better than the old cowboy boot book, so much more up to date. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. More after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. And we go back to those old phone lines. We have Joy in Wheeler. And, Joy, I've done my homework, and I am embarrassed that I didn't know where Wheeler was. I now do. You're cold sometimes, aren't you? Yes, it gets very cold sometimes. I see why. <laughs> How can I help you? Um, I was wanting to naturalize in my yard with spring bulbs, but I have Bermuda grass, so... Is that possible, or is it a smart thing to do? Would I be wasting my money to do that? You would be wasting your money because their leaves will still be green when your Bermuda is greening up, and uh, they don't they they don't overlap comfortably. Okay. Yeah, okay. and and it doesn't matter. Um, you know, I see that you're asking about tulips. It wouldn't matter if it were daffodils, which would be applicable to all of my listeners, even in South Texas, um, because. You know, with Bermuda grass, your Bermuda grass may not green up very much until first of May, but the daffodil, I'm sorry, the tulips and the daffodils and other spring bulbs are going to bloom correspondingly later also. And the overlap period is just not, not a good thing because you're going to be tempted to mow the green, uh, bulb foliage off, uh, too early. And what you need to do is find an area somewhere toward one side of your yard or toward the back of your yard where you can take the Bermuda grass out and, and dedicate that area to the to the bulbs and get the Bermuda out of the way, and then you can do it. Yeah, but how do you keep the Bermuda grass out? <laughs> you, you, you uh, use a glyphosate weed killer, which the, uh-huh. uh, which the, the federal government, EPA, has deemed in April two years ago not to be any kind of a problem uh, in uh-huh. spite of what the... the uh, all the attorneys are saying. I'm, right. I'm sorry, I just a little bit jaded on that one. But anyway, you it does, if you get the glyphosate only herbicide, it will not contaminate the soil. One treatment now before you have a frost will kill the Bermuda. You rototill it, and I don't think you'll have. I don't have any problem with it. I have Bermuda all over my my uh, uh, landscape in the areas where I have sun, and it does not invade. I mean, if it does, you can get rid of it very quickly. You're going to mulch anyway. Right. And uh, the mulch keeps it from having a chance to get much of a toehold. It is invasive. I, I will give you that. But if you get rid of all of it to start with, then what reintroduces itself won't be a problem. Oh, okay. All right. I appreciate it. You can do it. it. Stay, with, stay with species tulips, the species types, tulipa, and then you name the species. Stay away from the hybrids. They do not naturalize well. And with daffodils, go with early and uh, small flowering types. Uh, Carlton and Ice Follies are two of the very best. Carlton is 
is, I think, the number two selling daffodil in the world. And Ice Follies is another very, very good one. If you don't have a good reference point uh, for doing some research, Brent and Becky's Bulbs in Virginia, uh, Brent and Becky Heath are, are friends of mine. Um, I have no business venture with them at all, but they sell all the varieties, and they are very blunt about those that are best for the South and, and for the Midwest. I okay. guess you'd probably come closer to the Midwest. But anyway, they, uh, they, they have lots of good information on their website, Brent and Becky's Bulbs. Okay. Thanks I for calling. It. Appreciate okay. that. Thank you. All right. All right. Um, let me... Uh, let me take a, you know what, uh, Brenda and Amarillo and Gary and Alpine, stay with me, and I'll come right back to you. I'm going to do, I'm going to do quick uh, versions on these last uh, two uh, things here on my, on my uh, last break. Uh, the first one is my website, and that is neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my book, Lone Star Gardening. That's where you sign up for eGardens, and that's where you see answers to my 1,001 frequently asked questions along with a lot of other things my website is a big website i think you'll find it very useful neilsperry.com n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com the 1930s were difficult times for america the country was in the great depression jobs were scarce but hopes remained high and it was during that time that mueller a texas-based company started making metal products now 90 years later, the Mueller name is known across the South as having the finest in quality steel and workmanship. Mueller and its products understand what it means to weather the storm. A Mueller metal roof is made to last and to protect you and your most valued possessions from the harsh weather we're accustomed to in our area. A Mueller metal roof can endure the intense sun, the heavy rain, hail, and even snowstorms in the appropriate areas for years to come. That's a lot longer than conventional roofs. If you want peace of mind for the future, choose a metal roof. A metal roof made by Mueller. Visit MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. You'll learn more. You'll find a location near you. You'll see why a Mueller metal roof is the best thing to put over your head. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. 877 877- Two six eight three five five three, or you can stop by one of their thirty-three locations. They're Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. More after this message. All right, we have Brendan Amarillo and Gary and Alpine, and we're going to get them both on the air. Brenda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may I help you? Well, my husband heard you say uh, uh, recently that tulips need to be chilled before they're planted, but I also ordered some alliums, and I was wondering if I need to do the same with those or if I could plant them as soon as I receive them. You know what? I don't have a foggy clue. I I might as well be honest (laughs) and tell you as prove it by what I say. (laughs) Alliums just don't do well in most of Texas. As far north as you are, I think you'd probably have a better chance with them. Uh, we're, we're just too warm, but you're not. Um, but it doesn't hurt to, to chill them. Um, I, I would do both of those and, and then plant them probably by early December in Amarillo. Okay. 
Every answer that I give for you all keeps me on my toes. I love having Amarillo on the air with me because it makes me think. You know, I've got Victoria listening right now and Corpus Christi. You think I can give them any kind of the same answer? I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, but but alliums are so beautiful. These are the, the uh, onion relatives, folks, and they're just beautiful, and they are very popular in the far north. But in Texas, we're just pretty warm for them. But I would, I would chill them and try them. And you know, I would try three. I wouldn't try thirty. <laughs> I've grown them before, and not at the, the house that we have now. But I've grown them here in Amarillo before. But I just didn't know if I should have chilled them how, before I planted them the last time. How well did they do for you? They did very well. Good for you. Uh huh. They did very well, and they're so pretty. Oh, they're beautiful. You know what I rejoice is uh, is those of you who because it's a it's a difficult climate, and there are real gardeners in Amarillo, and those of you who work hard at it and succeed, uh, just it really shows. So good for you. Well, well we re- appreciate report, your expertise. Report back to me on the alliums. I need to learn. I need to learn. Okay. I learned okay. where Wheeler was this morning, and when you get back with me on uh, on alliums, I'll learn that too. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brenda, very, very much. Gary and Alpine, this is Neil. I know I can help you. How can how can I help you? Well, I've got a problem with Dallas grass. I uh, got your book and I studied up on uh, what you included in there, and I'm I'm doing everything as far as uh, keeping the grass uh, cut short. Uh, basically, the yard was neglected for more than two years uh, before I bought it, and I've uh, only had it for about a year. And I was just wondering if there was anything else I could do besides keeping the grass cut real short and then spraying uh, certain areas with uh, glyphosate. This is in St. Augustine? This is in St. Augustine? Bermuda. All right. right. We had for for many, many decades, we had a product called MSMA. Now, Gary, you're going to have to listen to me and, and hear what I say, and then I'm going to let you do whatever you want to with what I say. Um, MSMA was a, uh, was a herbicide that, uh, was very successful in getting rid of Dallas grass in Bermuda turf without killing the Bermuda. It might yellow it, but it wouldn't kill it. Uh, it went off the market about 10 years ago because that A is arsenic. Um, uh, it, it contains arsenic. Arsenic is a naturally occurring element that's in the soil anyway. And there are plenty of, um, university scientists who did not feel it needed to go off the market, but that was just not an environmentally uh, happy sound when people realized what was in it, and so it got pulled. And it is still legal for use in certain uh, certain uses uh, to, to get rid of weeds in certain um, uh, situations, ditches, for example, and some I think some areas of golf courses and such. And one observation I have is that there are lawns in cities where lawn care companies take care of Bermuda grass, and somehow the Dallas grass just disappears. I don't know what's happening. Uh, so I just make that observation. And okay. So anyway, that's just a just a thought, and it it's it is available uh, online in huge quantities, hundred dollars worth or more. I think it may be out of Canada. So I just make those observations, but I don't. Okay. I don't make that recommendation. Um, the the secret that I have 
no, it's not a secret, but just putting a milk carton down with the bottom cut out and spraying into the milk carton to kill clump by clump by clump. The reason I've recommended uh, mowing short is to keep the seed heads from forming. Mowing frequently is more important than mowing short to keep the seed heads okay. from forming. But I'm, I'm down to 15 seconds. But you're on the right track, and, and I've told you more than I know, literally. Okay, one more qu- question, if I, I could be real quick. Can I use the products for nut sedge on Bermuda? Oh, yeah, yeah. Image okay. or yeah or, or sedgehammer, you bet. Thanks right. for listening very, very much. I appreciate Thanks. that. Appreciate All right. It. And uh, Jared, I, you gave me the minute countdown and I wasn't looking, so yeah, I hear music. I hear music, folks. So I'll dance my way out of the studio. I have enjoyed this very much. And you know you are all rock stars for being with me on a football Saturday. Thank you for that. I hope you have a wonderful week. We'll be back live next week fighting the same dragons, (laughs) the football dragons. But thank you very much. Have a great one. Stay safe. Happy gardening.